Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ravished Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Donna. This week is our fifth episode. Five whole fingers. Yay! <laughs> A whole hand. Ooh. This Yeehaw. week we are taking it back to when... <laughs> when I was a tiny little baby and Donna wasn't even a twinkle in her parents' eye. <laughs> but we are reviewing the 1983 cult classic, Valley Girl. And it's a steamy romantic comedy with a lot of eye contact. It's like totally for sure bitchin'. And it was adapted from Romeo and Juliet. What? I don't. I didn't get that vibe. Romeo and Juliet from Nick Cage. Yes, because of how <laughs> different they were in their like class star-crossed system, I guess. lovers. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's a yeah. reach, but okay, nineteen eighty-three. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the that's main something big they say. Right? No, you're good. The main male character is 18-year-old Nicholas Cage. Before his porcelain veneers and long before his quest to find national treasure, he got his first (laughs) starring role in Valley Girl, like totally tubular. (laughs) His first role. That's so exciting. And yes, he's a doll. I mean, and... I know either think he's cute or you don't, but I think he's a doll. And especially in this movie, you know, and um, they say he slept in his car and like he used pay phones to prepare for his role, you know, and that's pretty cool. What, so, but weren't pay phones, I mean, I remember them growing up, they were very common. So is it because right. he didn't there have a no phone? He, like, didn't have a phone at his apartment or something, so he would, or he did, and he didn't want to use it, probably. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think there were cell phones. Method but. acting. No, there weren't, but, I mean, did he just, I mean, everybody had a phone at their house, though, so I don't get how using a pay phone was, like, because they were. Thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't either, now that you asked that. <laughs> My bad. But Just you know kidding. how he like, but how he prepared for his role. I love that. Like he slept in his car to get you mm-hmm. know, his grunge role and stuff. And yeah, that's exactly what I do, you know, or what I'm going to do whenever I start my acting career. <laughs> I can't wait. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway. So Nick, so, how have you been? Well, um, I've been very productive and busy and. Um, I guess still working on the backyard oasis. <laughs> still. Um, oh, yeah. I just keep planting and planting and planting and landscaping and, you know, as, yeah, I'm just still on that kick to make my space here just uh, very enjoyable and lovely. I mean, of so, course, it's your home. Yeah. It's so, been hot as an armpit here like even past 10 o'clock you don't even want to go outside because it's over 100 degrees it's insane yikes 10 yeah, i'm like disgusting. out at about 8 30 9 o'clock here i can mm-hmm. you know go take the dogs on a walk or water my plants you know right before i go to bed oh nice <laughs> but that yeah you're definitely hotter where you are <laughs> 
Yeah, we, um, I've been on off work for the past week and a half, and it's been so nice. But I know, but my one and a half year old has been really making me earn my paycheck (laughs) because he's been home with me. So it hasn't been a complete break, but it's been a lot of fun bonding with him and going to the library and everything. That's nice. Does he like the library? Oh, yeah. They have a huge kids section with toys. So I will be reading and he's pretty much just playing with toys, which is okay because it gets him out of our house and there's other kids around. So I'm okay with it. Right. And I, I would imagine the library toys are, you know, learning tools maybe. Oh, definitely. Yeah. A lot of it is. And he, I sit and play with them for a while too. So it's fun. Cool. And it's air conditioned and free. My favorite things. (laughs) Those are the best. Especially nowadays. Oh, right. Gosh. But yeah, that sums up my amazing, awesome, interesting life. How about we get on with this review? Let's do it. All right, y'all. <clears throat> Let me take you back to 1983. <laughs> A time when even I wasn't alive. Ronald. <laughs> Ronald Reagan is president. Cabbage Patch Dolls are all the rage. Mario Brothers literally just launched. And Michael Jackson comes out with back-to-back hits, Beat It and Billie Jean. Totally far out. (laughs) Totally. 1983 is also the year the classic Valley Girl hits theaters. It's inspired all future generations to use the word like more than it is proper in the English language. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like what I'm talking about. <laughs> like I so do. For sure. The two main characters in this film couldn't be more different. We have Randy, played by Nicolas Cage, who's a rebellious punk with a heart of gold. He's real true and very passionate yes ma'am and then there's julie the female character main role played by deb foreman and she's a rich valley girl from the san fernando valley in california i think it's by hollywood and she's sweet and she's so adorably cute she's got dimples and like the most contagious smile. And don't forget that feathered hair. <laughs> oh yeah, she wore it good. And at the opening of the film, Julie breaks up with Tommy, her longtime high school boyfriend, and that's where Randy comes in, played by Nicolas Cage. So yes. Tommy, he's the jerky, self-absorbed jock, blonde-haired hunk, and he's got, like, the ego, an ego the size of a solar system, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, typical all-brawn, no-brain stereotype. And, you know, he jumps into bed with her best friend first chance he gets. He's so gross, you know? Yeah, he's disgusting. And then there's also a couple more background characters that Nick absolutely loved. How about you tell us about them? Well, 
there's so many, but um, <laughs> two of my favorite are uh, it's Julie's hippie parents, and they like went to Woodstock and they, um, you know, they smoke joints and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like they own a health food and supplement store, like cafe kind of thing, and um, they're. They're, like, so out of touch, but they act like they're so cool with everything. They're hilarious. They're like, we don't want to pressure you, honey. Whatever you want to do, it's <laughs> fine with us. you got to develop your own person, you know? So, um, yeah, they, they add a lot of comedic substance to the movie. I mean, I think it makes it funnier watching it today than back then because health food is so big in today's world, and... She Julie was so embarrassed to tell people that her parents owned a healthy food place. She's like, it's like totally embarrassing. <laughs> I know. She's so embarrassed of it. And it's like what's really cool and, mm-hmm. you know, money making nowadays, you know, Definitely. but back then it was like shameful. Like, oh, yeah, my parents are healthy. It the right. food doesn't even taste like anything. And but she's it's like, healthy. Why couldn't they own a Burger King or something? <laughs> yeah. Yuck. Yep. All right. So newly single Julie goes to this super duper preppy party with her friend. And Randy shows up with his punk friend named Fred. So they walk into all these, you know, popped polo collared shirt kids. And they're wearing leather his friend has like red hair, not red hair, traditional, like bright red hair and it's spiked up. They just look like they're out of a kiss video kind of, you know? And yeah, immediately they are noticed by everyone, especially Julie (laughs) and Randy and Julie are drawn to each other. Obviously, Tommy gets jealous, even though he was just upstairs getting it on with her bestie. And he starts a confrontation, and Randy gets thrown out of the party. But, as we'll learn from the later in the movie, which we're not going to tell you all those parts, Nicolas Cage is nothing but persistent. And he comes back to the party, and their love affair begins. Uh, during, like, all the montage scenes of their relationship, they both seem extremely happy, you know, like, this is the best relationship ever. (laughs) Right, soulmates. They should have met whatever. When they're, like, 15, 16, I mean, puppy love. Yeah, they're so perfect, and you just want that, you know, and... (laughs) It's the movies, but... (laughs) Okay, yeah, so here we go with the breakup scene. It's gut-wrenching. I mean, it gets my heartstrings playing, and it's so dreadful. And she treats him like he's nothing to her. And, like, a true heartless valley girl who's after everyone's acceptance, you know, rather than her own own heart's desires. And it's it's tear-worthy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I just had such a problem with the breakup. Um, you know, 
The reason Julie's torn is because her friends don't want her with a punk rocker guy. They want her with the crowd that they're used to, which is Tommy, and he tries to convince them to get her back together so they can all be friends again. It's so high school. Um, but I just couldn't imagine having strong feelings for someone and just because my friends are like it's either us or them and I immediately just dump them like that's insane and like so heartless about it the way she does it is like it didn't seem that it would be real but I guess for high school I guess yeah that's what I'm thinking high school you know like they're immature and she's got all these feelings emotions hormones and stuff Mm -hmm. and this is what she's known her whole life and then here comes this like boy from the other side of the tracks and takes her away from everyone and she she accepts that you know but um she's just so torn you know and it's immature but um yeah that's the age I think but I can see what you're saying. Like, it's not really believable. Like, I I don't know. That's dramatic or whatever, but Mm -hmm. it's a movie. I know. (laughs) Yes. So amazing. So anyways, the rest of the movie, we follow Randy around as he tries to win Julie back. And it's pitiful. Uh, (laughs) I just was like, not feeling it I'm sorry yeah. no that's okay I mean it, I thought it was so romantic all the things he was doing to try to win her back and um, and her parents were so supportive and cool with her and they really you know like led her in the right path you know but I mean it this movie it's it's easy it's enjoyable you know you fall in love with the main lovebirds and rooting them on to break that like socioeconomic and the stereotypical barriers that everybody's trying their best to break to break you know break them apart and stuff and Mm -hmm. um so I loved it and I also like about her parents um I mean you know people talk about uninvolved parents from that time period especially but they were so like we're cool we just want you to make your own decisions at this age and giving her so much responsibility I don't agree with that as a parent because I just could not (laughs) yeah no I think they're supposed to be like the parents who are so like lackadaisical Mm. but they act super cool like they're one of your friends but they're also your parent but more like a friend and Mm -hmm. but she's really she honestly I mean she's a very responsible young lady yeah um Mm. so for her to have this affair this love affair with Randy you know it's it's really not like her but but he's a good guy, so I'm yeah. glad met. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so thinking about, like, who would I recommend this movie to? Um, I think people who are, like, into oldies 
would like this, if they're feeling pretty nostalgic for the 80s or want to get an idea of what life was like back then or like fashion, what do you think? Um, I would recommend it to anybody like 18 and over due to the nudity and language. But other than that, like I, I think anybody would like this movie. Um, it's, I wouldn't call it oldies. That's like fifties. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's almost no. 40 years old. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's so young. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. My bad. But, um, anyway, like this, this film is totally worthwhile in my opinion. I know it's not your jam. But wait, so, I'm sorry. I just looked up. Oh, okay. I think this is the new one. I was looking up what the rating was because you brought up there's a lot of nudity. It's random. Well, not a lot of nudity. It's not a lot of nudity. But there is some and it's like random and they're supposed to be high schoolers. So it's kind of weird. And then the language, like the F-bomb was dropped and... It's rated R, so that's good. I mean, I think they got it right with that rating. <laughs> um, I, How maybe many stars would you rate the movie? I'm sorry, Nick. Don't hate me, but about one and a half stars. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Really? I couldn't get into this. I know you picked it, and you were so excited because I told you I never saw it before, but. I did not enjoy it. I was cringing the whole time. And then just everything that we've um, changed about our perception of, like, relationships and what toxic masculinity and, you know, healthy relationships are, I just had a lot of issues with the way the men treated the women in the film and then yeah. the way Nicolas Cage just wouldn't leave her alone was kind of stalkery to me. And it felt like controlling and pretty toxic. And if my 16-year-old daughter one day is seeing a boy like either of the main characters and he tells her, like, go F yourself, I mean, I'd make that stop real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did he say that when he was drinking, too? No, I think it was when she just kind of, like, broke up with him for no reason. Yeah. And then... Yeah, that was not nice. The absolute worst part of the film that disturbs me to my core is that Julie sleeps with a clown doll at night. And it is the yeah. scariest clown doll I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, and me and my was very out of place. Like, she's just cuddling with it like it's a cute little teddy bear. And it's so creepy. Me and my husband were, like, cracking up. Like, oh, my God, what is she hugging right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll agree. That was really creepy. Like, not even cute doll, you know? It was... Like, it was ugly. Scarier than Chucky. <laughs> yeah. But what do you what do you think? I know it was one of your favorites. What do you rate the film? Well, I'm actually, I'm rating it a 4.4. 4. 
because it's super charming, comedic, worthwhile. But my biggest critique, I guess, would be it could have more action, Mm -hmm. you know? Not that it was boring or anything. I mean, it was, you know, for me, it was like nonstop, you know, I can't turn my head kind of thing. But yeah. um, But yeah, just a little more, maybe like a more fights or something or yeah a little more like confrontation or something because it really wasn't it was like listening to a bunch of teenage girls talk half the movie so uh yeah um unfortunately for me it was a miss but i'm so glad you enjoyed it since you picked it (laughs) well you get to pick the next movie Oh, yes, I do. And next week's episode, I will also be in charge of, I'm going to be reviewing a Regency romance novel, Back to My Roots, my favorite type of romance. Ah, can't wait. Oh, I'm excited. I know. I know it's not your favorite, like, genre of romance, because it was hard getting you into the last one, but... I love it. Sorry. <laughs> Isn't it the same as, wasn't mine a Regency romance too, the gold mining? No, Regency is in England. They're all in England? Mm-hmm, in the early 1800s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like them. I'm very excited, so. Yay. I found a book as well, and I cannot wait to get into it. I know, I saw a picture of it. <laughs> At the library, brand new. Hard oh <laughs> So anyway, thank you everyone for tuning in and be sure to like, subscribe, and review our podcast to help us make it better. Yes, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ravished Podcast and find us on your favorite podcast platforms. If you take a picture of yourself listening along, we would love to share it or retweet it. Thank you. Bye. Bye.